for this sweet fellowship in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Now, the first scripture we're going to read, which is a must know scripture, is Matthew 9 26. Now, give me Oli King James. Matthew 9, verse 26. We're going we're to go through it as fast as possible and highlight all the things that we need to know and to dwell on. So get ready, fasten your belt. Matthew chapter 9, verse, tw- verse 36. Ma- Matthew 9, 36, 36. Good. But when he saw the multitudes... He was moved with compassion on them. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted. Because what? They fainted. They fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep, having no shepherd. Why were they fainting? Why were they fainting? Why were they fainting? Because they had no knowledge of the truth. Do you know what I'm saying? He is the truth, but he knew that they didn't know what is the truth. So they didn't have any relationship with the father. And that is why he had come. And so you find out that because they didn't know the truth, they were living in bondage, right? Yeah. Now, when somebody is living in bondage, what do you expect that person's behavior to be like? When somebody is not correct in the mind, has a psychiatric issue, what, be- what kind of behavior are you going to be expecting? Like a madman. <laughs> like, exactly, like a madman. Mm-hmm. Like a madman. And that madman can kill you. Are you with me? Mm-hmm. And wouldn't even know that he's killing you. <laughs> are you with me? Yeah. So, but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. So I want you to see that Jesus was moved with compassion over the prostitutes, over the murderers, over those who were committing abortion, over those who were in gangs, over those who were who 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 were choosing and picking who they will respect and who they will hate, which is called racism. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them. Now, notice that there was no differentiation. Because they fainted. Do you think if any of them was in tune with with Jesus or with with, with the Father, that person would be fainting? Do you think that person would be fainting? No, exactly. But they, they fainted and were scattered abroad. Each one fighting for himself, fighting for his own, you know. I mean, each one for himself, God for us all. And they were scattered abroad because that's what the devil does. He will make you faint. He will make you faint. You fall down, then you get up, then you try to walk a little bit. Then you fall down again, then you try to get up. And then he will feed you with more toxin. So you become more infuriated. You become more angry, more mad at the world. Hey! <laughs> so he saw them and he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted. And were scattered abroad as sheep, having no shepherd. You think about the woman at the well who has had who has had five wives, and none of them, I mean five five men. I mean I said five wives, I'm sorry. Five husbands, and none of them actually, you know, was a husband. <laughs> but Jesus, Jesus was there for her. Think about the woman who was caught in adultery. Right? Yeah. They were going to stone her. True or false? True. Yeah. But he stepped in. So I want you to see that when he saw the multitudes and he was moved with compassion on them, it was not because of, it's like, oh, you see how much I have suffered? You see how my, how my life has become horrible? How much I have been abused? So God, you must have mercy on me. No, 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 no. He has mercy on you who have been abused. He has mercy on the person who's abusing you. Why? Because you're all fainting. Wow. The reason why you are, you, are, you are abusing somebody is because, listen to me. <laughs> the, people, the people who are mean, it is because of sickness. Yeah. It's a spiritual sickness. Are you with me? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Listen to me. You know, in the final quest, in the final quest, in the final quest, there was, there was a guy, there was a guy who was saved, I believe, last minute, and then he will see a cat. And out of his anger for life, against life, he was angry at life. He would kick the cat. Are you with me? Yeah. And and there was another one who was brought up in the fear of God, in the house of God. Everything he knew was just God and his word. So he's a pastor and all that. But Jesus's Jesus's anger or Jesus's reaction to that guy's behavior who was kicking the cat was no anger. Mm. Because he knew that no proper seed of life has been sown in him. Mm. So what do you expect? Yeah. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yep. But the one who was brought up in church, all he knew was church. And even he was a pastor and has built churches. But more was required of him. Why? Because more, much more has been given to him. But the other guy, Jesus didn't expect anything from him. Why? Because no good thing has been sown inside him. So when he got born again, this guy wanted to sell. He went and the food, he, he's a beggar. He, you are a beggar. And the little money you have gotten, you have gone to get um, um, uh, tracked mm -hmm. to try and get somebody to also come to get born again. Mm -hmm. So when he got born again, they were begging, the angels were begging Jesus to take him to heaven because earth was not worthy to contain him. <laughs> the earth was no longer worthy to contain him. <laughs> Wow. I tell you, you know, we must, we must change our thinking and everything. Mm -hmm. Because the ways of God are not the ways of man. Hallelujah. Yeah. The one that you have written off, you have written out and said that you are hopeless. Nothing can be done for you, with you. You are useless. Be careful. Mm. All he needs is a sowing of God and his love. Hallelujah. Yeah. yeah so... So, so Matthew 9, 36 says, when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep, having no shepherd. Now, there is no need for us to struggle with the definition of who a shepherd is. A shepherd is a caring, loving guide to the sheep. A shepherd is someone whom God has called to look after sheep. That's all. In the Bible, God's people are called sheep, and he raises up men he calls shepherds mm -hmm. to look after these sheep. God does not see us as a collection of snakes or lizards or cats or dogs. No, he sees us as a group of sheep who need love, care, and guidance. You know, a sheep that doesn't have a shepherd, no hope. It's amazing how every animal, because look at snakes, mm -hmm. they have a means of protection. Yeah. Lizards, huh? They will climb, they will climb trees. They have climbed, they are, they are hiding. They have escaped the, 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 the fowler or the, um, the, the, the enemy. Yeah, they move fast, cut, ho. Oh. You see, you're chasing him. He will, he will jump. If like you to jump. <laughs> Dogs. Every one of these, they have protective, you know, mechanisms and, and, and devices of survival. Mm -hmm. But sheep. Hey. When, 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 the, when, the, when the enemy comes, sheep, they are defenseless. He will take them away. Mm -hmm. And so when he saw them, he saw them as sheep. Scattered because there's no shepherd. Mm. This is how you must see others. Oh, when you see somebody manifesting wickedness, disrespect, showing no appreciation and thankful, not for remembering anything good you have done, see that this is a sheep which has no shepherd, mm. and the enemy is taking him away. Because by that ungratefulness, by that disrespect, by that dishonor, by, by not honoring the parents and, and respecting authority, he is on the path of destruction. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. 
So what he needs is medicine, not hmm, you will die. No, 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 no. That's not what Jesus did to us. He was moved with compassion because he saw them as sheep that were scattered abroad, having no shepherd. Hallelujah. Amen. Give me Psalm 95, Psalm 95, verse 6 to 7. Psalm 95, verse 6 to 7. It says, Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. Verse 7. It says, For he is, verse 7, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture. Verse 7. Okay. So it says, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. So, so we are all sheep. Jesus is the chief shepherd. Hallelujah. Yeah. 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 He is our God. We are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. So, so this book was written because many people can join in taking care of God's sheep. True or false? True. Yeah. So when a child is born, you know, the child is born to a mother, a father, for a reason. Because God is equipping the mother and the father to be stewards that will bring up the child in the way that is right and righteous in his sight. True or false? Mm. Right away. God gives us shepherds to direct us. They have gone through the experiences. The reason why Jesus became our high priest is because, in fact, he, he had to qualify to become that. Do you know that? Yep. Yeah, he had to qualify. He had to come. He had to go where we are. We, we have gone, or we we are going. <laughs> he has to. He had to experience what we experience. He had to suffer what we suffer. He had to be rejected by God, like we had been rejected by God, because sin nature had entered death, has had passed upon all men. All men had died, mean that we were separated and cut off from the union and fellowship with God. So mm. he had to come and be like that, be mm. rejected by the father, and then also be rejected by man, because man rejects man. <laughs> that is why, that's why when he came, they all forsook him, everybody, including the disciples. Mm. Are you with me? Yep. He had to be wounded because men are wounded. He had to be bruised. He had to bear everything that was upon man. Hey! For him to qualify to become the chief shepherd or the, the high priest. Mm. Are you with me? Yep. So, 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 so he, learned, he learned obedience by the things he suffered. He learned obedience by the things he suffered. He had to come and suffer everything for you, for me. Mm. And pay for it so that now any such suffering is illegal. And you must see it as such. Yeah. You, you, you see... You see, you see, you see how when, um, if a stranger tries to break into your house, mm -hmm. what are you gonna do? Are you gonna sit down there and say, "Well, this is America. I hear people are people are crazy. This this what they do. Is that, is that what you're gonna do? No. What what are you gonna do, Enoch? You will you will you will you will face the person at the door. Mm -hmm. What, 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 either your gun or your, your defense mechanism. It's like you are trespassing. Why? This is my house. Mm -hmm. So because Jesus has also come and paid for everything that was legally against you. Now, now let me ask you, Enoch, are you going to go to God and say, God, please come and protect me from this stranger? Is that what you're going to do? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. But this is what we do. When it comes to the devil and his attacks, his onslaughts, your family's been attacked. The first thing you do is no, it's illegal. Yes. <laughs> Why? Your savior has paid for it. So you come in his name and by that authority, you say out. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. But the children don't know what has been paid for them. The children don't know what is theirs. 
the children don't know what is legal and what is illegal. The result, we cry and we beg, we cry and we beg. We are beggars, like bastards. Are you with me? So it is time for us to rise up and join the great work of looking after God's people. Being a shepherd is one of the greatest things of all time because our Lord loves the people and sees them as sheep who need care and guidance. Being a shepherd is a very great job. That is why it is the job that was given to Apostle Peter, the head of the church. Remember, Jesus told Peter to prove his love by feeding and caring for the sheep. Let's look at that scripture. Jesus asked him a question. Look at this, uh, the scripture. Um, John chapter 21. John 21. From verse 15. John 21 from verse 15. John 21 from verse 15. It says, so when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than this? You love me more than these people do? Then he said unto, the, unto him, Yeah, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my lambs. Wow. See the yeah. question and the instruction. Yeah. Do you love me more than this? He said, Yes, Lord, I love you, Pa. So he said, feed my lamps. Wow. Next verse. He said unto him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He said unto him, yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, feed my sheep. Wow. This is Jesus after the resurrection. Go to this verse. He said unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. <laughs> I'm not sure anymore. I'm not sure anymore. Thou knowest that I love thee, Jesus. said unto him, feed my sheep. So the emphasis tells us, that Jesus is aware of what is wrong with the sheep. Wow. <laughs> so he doesn't want you to come and tell him, Lord, look at what they are. Look at what they are doing. Look at how they are. Look at how stubborn they are. This is exactly why he gave Moses to the people. He knew who they were. <laughs> wow. Are you with me? Yeah. Yeah. He knew who they were. He knew all men. But Jesus, when he came, he, gave, he, he never gave himself to man because he knew men. God knew that Moses was going to lead a people who were stiff naked. <laughs> are you with me? Yeah. 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 God doesn't expect you to come and tell him about what is wrong with people. He knows. That's why he has given you a helper because the assignment is beyond human's ability. All he wants you to do is to acknowledge the helpless presence so that that which is humanly impossible, the, the helper who doesn't have your difficulty says, that's why I'm here. Yeah. Hey! What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. But we are always complaining. We are always remembering. Having no regard and respect for the, for the helper. Ooh. Try to use our mind. Trying to feel good. <laughs> it's not about feeling. It's about the purpose of God, the will of God. Hallelujah. Amen. So there are two categories of people in every church, shepherds and sheep. Wow. I tell you, people will, people will be ungrateful to you. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? Yeah. People will not appreciate you. People will not like you because of, you know, you are different. You don't speak their language. You don't have their color. You don't have their accent. All these things. And God says, I have sent you to them. Why? Mm -hmm. They are sheep scattered without a shepherd. Mm -hmm. 
And that's why I gave you my word and I gave you my spirit to share. But until his love enters us, the compassion which he had when he saw the multitudes, we will not have that compassion. We will have a description of human behavior. <laughs> wow. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. And you've all seen how people behave. And by you yourself, how long did it take for God to reach you? Yeah. So you are either a shepherd or a sheep. A shepherd is basically a pastor. Indeed, in many languages, there is not a different word for, for shepherd and pastor. The same word that is used for shepherd is the, is the word that is used for pastor. I prefer using the word shepherd because it helps everyone to understand what the work entails. I prefer using the term shepherd because it is a clearer definition of what a pastor, a pastor really is. Being a shepherd means that you must see people as sheep and relate with them as such. Wow. See, can't you see what I'm saying? Mm. The person can't even see it. I mean, the person can't see what you are saying. Mm. Why? It's a sheep. Wow. <laughs> it's a sheep. That is why a shepherd, when he comes, he will take the sheep and put, put the sheep on his neck and carry him. Why? Because if you say sheep, follow me. <laughs> mm. He will not follow you. But if you leave that sheep, that's the end of the sheep. True or false? True. Yeah. You have, you have saved the sheep from from being drowned. You have put him on the, on, the, on, the, on the shore. Instead of going far away from the water body, it's still staying there. Unless you, who have done all this job to save it, come and carry it again and take it somewhere safe. How can you imagine? Oh. <laughs> Why? Oh. Because they are helpless. <laughs> Easily swayed. Hey! Are you beginning to understand God's, 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 God's heart and assignment and work? Yeah. Wow. There are many strange interpretations of the word pastor, and everyone has his own idea of what a pastor should be or do. However, when you say you are a shepherd, you immediately know that your job is looking after sheep. Obviously, if you are like if you are if you are a shepherd, you cannot look after people who do not have sheep-like characteristics and cannot be led, guided, taught, or cared for. Mm -hmm. In the English language, the word pastor is so commonly used to mean man of God or God's representative. Because of this, prophets, apostles, deacons, and almost every representative of God is called pastor. A shepherd is a specific type of worker who has time to care Time to love, time to feed, and time to gather the sheep. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. So notice in the scripture above that the sheep were scattered because there was no shepherd. Sheep are not scattered because there is no prophet. Sheep are not scattered because there is no evangelist or deacon. Sheep are scattered because there is no shepherd. It is my strong belief that many people are called to be shepherds. Many people can give their love, their time, their energy to look after somebody else. Mm -hmm. I know this because most people become mothers and fathers and have the natural ability to care for their children. Mm -hmm. Being a shepherd involves so much loving, caring, guiding that the sheep end up calling their shepherds fathers. Mm -hmm. When someone arises with the anointing of a shepherd, people gather around him because everybody needs love, care, and guidance. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. So learn to use the word shepherd when describing those who are caring for God's people and feeding them because that is what they are. When you describe yourself as a shepherd, it helps you to focus on your work as a shepherd. Today, many people who are supposed to be caring loving and guiding the sheep have become secularized people who are more suited to a university than a church. Mm. If you saw a shepherd sitting behind his desk in a bank, 
you would immediately ask him, why have you left your goats and sheep? What is happening to them? Who is caring for them? Today, many shepherds have left their goats and sheep and are found in the so-called marketplaces doing something completely different from shepherding. They have despised the honor given to us to care for God's people and to feed them. Don't throw away this book. Shepherding is a very important task. It is God's work. Take it seriously. You can become a shepherd and care for God's children. You can do something for God. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. There was a time we received, but it is time for us to give. How many of, how many of you have been receiving? Wow. How many of you have been receiving for a whole year? No. Two years. Three years. Four years. Five years. So if you have a, a, a sheep which after five years is not producing after its kind, what would you do to the sheep? Kill it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Take it to the slaughterhouse. Is it my friend? I have to chew your meat because you're useless. <laughs> hey! So if you are not able to feed and love and guide, then your usefulness is like salt, which cannot preserve. Are you with me? Yeah. 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 Salt, which has lost its taste. Are you with me? Yeah. Men must, tr uh, must trample over it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. Hmm. There was a time we were taught, but mm. it is time for us to teach. Mm. There was a time that we were led by someone, but it is time to lead others. Mm. Give up yourself for this whole noble work of shepherding, loving, caring, and teaching people. Mm. It is an honor. Even if you, you are a lay person, you can become a shepherd. Many lay people are in the ministry. You can be one of those honored lay people who serve God as a shepherd. If you are in full-time ministry, think of yourself as a shepherd rather than a man of God. This will help you to understand your calling better. Flow in the loving, caring, guiding, and the teaching gifts of God, and you will be a shepherd to God's people. Remember that Jesus loves his sheep very much. Mm. Died for us. He must care for us dearly. Anyone who looks after God's sheep has moved directly into the love of God because Jesus loved and died for this sheep. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. What do you think? Powerful. It's very powerful. It's very powerful. It's very powerful. So, Sonny, that's what you are called to become. You are called to become a shepherd. <laughs> you are called to become somebody who loves and cares for and leads and teaches. He said, no, my son, no, my daughter, this is not how we go. I have made that mistake before. No, no, come. I will show you. I will show you why you should listen to your parents. I will show you. I will teach you why you should honor your parents. I will teach you. Come on, let me show you. I know what a curse will come after you. What are you doing? You are a shepherd. You are caring for God's sheep because the, the behavior tells you that he's, he, he's about to faint big time. Mm -hmm. He's about to be scattered big time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You find somebody who is, who, is, who is not respecting people, speaks anyhow, disrespect. Is it, my, is, it, is it my daughter? Nobody will marry you. Nobody will marry you. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be lonely. You'll be depressed. You want to commit suicide by this behavior. Come, let me show you. This is how we behave. Then you teach a person. What is wrong with you is what was wrong with me until I met the Savior. Are you with me? Yeah. You must meet the Savior. He died for you. He paid to rescue you. He has done a perfect work for you. And he calls you now his daughter. Would you receive him as Lord and Savior? Mm. Say, yes, mommy. Say, aha, uh -huh. now let me pray for you. That's all. Mm. Now you must learn to acknowledge this new life that you have received. That's all you are teaching. Mm. 
What do you think? Yeah. Why you can become a shepherd. Now, let's try and run through quickly. See what we can do. And then Saturday, we are going to, for those of you who are going to be writing the exam, Saturday, um, we will have um, a class, a general class, not only us, but with the, um, it's an external class, includes all people who are taking the exam. All right, so now, there are many scriptural reasons why you can be a shepherd. Mm -hmm. Because at a point in your Christian development, you can be a shepherd, at least at some level. The Bible teaches from many angles about you being fruitful in ministry. The word also teaches us that many and not few are called to the ministry. Many are called. Why? Because the assignment is for many. The assignment is to get many. And so God will not choose a few. Is that what you would do? No. no. So he has called many. Bible says, and he gave some, and he gave some apostles. Mm -hmm. That is Ephesians 4, verse 11 and 12. It says, and he gave some apostles and some prophets. Ephesians 4, verse 11 and 12. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Mm -hmm. This verse. Then it says, for the perfecting of the saints, for the perfecting of the saints. So why are you giving a pastor for the perfecting of the saints? Why um, um, an apostle for the perfecting of the saints? Why the prophet for the perfecting of the saints? Are you with me? Yeah. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Now, usually this is interpreted as as um, that God gave special ministerial offices to the church for three principal reasons. That is normally how it has been interpreted. That he gave, he gave to one, to perfect the saints. Two, he gave to do the work of the ministry. And then three, to edify the body of Christ. But you see, the punctuations are actually... Um, the English people who were trying to bring this to us. But if you, if you think about this carefully, why do the saints need to be perfected? Why do you train somebody until the person is able to do exactly what you do? You want them to do the same work, right? Mm -hmm. So you, 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 you cut this part of the body and say, see how I'm cutting it. Next patient, you will cut the patient. <laughs> <laughs> And you will suture, you know, you will do this, you will do this, you will do this. So the person is learning, so they become an expert in that field. Are you with me? Yeah. So to perfect the saints for the work of the ministry so that the body of Christ will be edified. Do you get it? Yeah. So it's not in separate in, um, goals, but the ultimate goal, which begins by the saints being perfected or being brought to maturity mm -hmm. so that they will be well equipped for the assignments are you with me of god yeah 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 so that the body of christ will be strengthened yeah yeah wonderful are you understanding it yeah So, in other words, these special ministerial offices are given to perfect ordinary saints, to enable them, the saints, enable them to do the work of ministry. Mm -hmm. This simply means that ordinary saints can do ministry work. It also means that ministry work is not the sole preserve of certain apostles and teachers. Shepherds can satisfactorily accomplish a large part of the ministry. Hallelujah. Amen. So, God never called a few people to do his work. God mm -hmm. has called many more people than have responded. Mm -hmm. Now, is the call such a big deal? Yeah. Let's look at it. Is the call such a big deal? That's a question that needs to be answered. Mm -hmm. We have made a call of God to be some mystical experience involving the hearing of voices, seeing of visions, and having 
spectacular spiritual experiences. But you see, the, the greatest miracle of all is being born again. Do you know that being born again does not, the level of your conversion is not tied to the death of darkness that you were in? No. Meaning, meaning that the person who was a drug addict mm -hmm. or the person who was into gangster yeah. or the person who was into pornography mm -hmm. and a person who was just a normal guy, you know, you know, mommy's boy is at home, does homework, does house chores, you know, goes, daddy sends him, he goes, he comes, does all this assignment. If the day that this mommy boy or daddy boy becomes born again, the way he gets born again is the same way the drug addict becomes born again. It's the same way the chief uh, pornographer, <laughs> whatever it is, yes. it's the same. Yes. Why? Because it is what Jesus did. It's not, it's not how you were converted. Does that make sense? Yeah. Bible says that we were born again by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So when did we get born again? 2,000 years ago. The day you received Jesus is the day that became your experience. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't make yours. It doesn't make yours superior because you were a drug addict and you met God, and so your 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 conversion is superior. No, because when you receive Jesus, you don't receive little Holy Spirit. <laughs> you don't receive little Holy Spirit because you went to gangs, and so you need a big Holy Spirit. <laughs> Are you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Yeah, this is an erroneous generalization. Mm -hmm. Many are called, but many have not seen visions of Jesus. Mm -hmm. The Bible teaches us that we are called to be saints. Mm -hmm. Look at um, a scripture, Romans 1, 7. Romans 1, 7. It says, to all that be in Rome, mm -hmm. to all that be in Rome, beloved of God, it says, call to be saints. To all that be in Rome, beloved of God. So if you are in Rome and you are beloved of God, you are called to be a saint. Three of us. Yeah. It says, grace to you and peace from God. So, so we are called to be saints. Mm -hmm. That is Romans 1, 7. It's another scripture which also talks like that. Don't, don't turn to it. But it's First Corinthians 1, 2. It says, unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints. So, it is the saints who are expected to do the work according to Ephesians 4, 12. It's mm -hmm. the saints, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. To perfect the saints mm -hmm. for the work of the ministry, yeah. for the edifice of the body of Christ. So, it's the saints who are called to do the work. Yeah. But you, you notice that in our calling, how many of us hear supernatural voices? How many of us have had thunder and lightning fighting us to salvation? How many of us fell down on the road to Damascus? Very few Christians have had such dramatic calls to God. That, however, does not mean that we are not called to be Christians. All born-again Christians have a supernatural calling on their lives to be saints. It may not be spectacular, but it is certainly supernatural. Hallelujah. Amen. If you call yourself a Christian, then you have received a call to which you have responded. Yes. And I'm informing you that without knowing, you have actually heard a call and responded to a divine call. What was that call? That call was simply a conviction that came upon you about the reality of Jesus Christ. That's all. Mm -hmm. The reality of Jesus Christ. Sometimes you come to grips with, with, with the impossibilities of life. Yeah. And you say, ah. I mean, if this is what life is, then it's not worth living. And so when you hear the message that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Why? Because of the calamity, the sentence upon man, the deprivation, the hopelessness of life. Say, this is why God so loved you, the world, 
that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not continue to perish and that the, the sentence mm -hmm. and that the nature that passed upon all humanity mm -hmm. and that the sentence of death that passed upon all humanity mm -hmm. and that the curse that has passed upon all humanity anyone who believes in Jesus comes out of that nature, comes out of that death sentence, comes out of that curse and enters into the very life of God. This is your call, which you responded to. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. That same conviction is what led you to give your life to Christ and made you a born again Christian. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end very soon, but let me just cut, you know, touch up on a few things. I'm going to be able to finish this um, paragraph, but let's, yeah, very good. Sometimes people looking out for the sensational, people looking out for the sensational, they miss the real supernatural move of God. In the same way that we are called to be Christians, God will call many of us to his service at one level or the other. You may not be called to a breathtaking level of ministry like Elijah, but it is still a calling. So look at the ministry of Samuel the prophet. Samuel was in the temple when he received the call of God. And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. Mm -hmm. Right? But yeah. notice that Samuel did not know what the call of God was. In fact, he thought it was something very natural. Mm -hmm. A man's voice. Many people are called, but think that because it feels natural, like an, a thought, an idea, or even a conviction, they are not called. Since the call of God is not so different from natural things around us, many just assume they have not been called. The prophet Samuel went to his father in ministry, Eli, thinking that he was calling him. He could not distinguish between a natural human voice and the supernatural voice of God. What does this mean to us? It means that many times the supernatural is not as dramatic as we expect. If it was that dramatic, Samuel would have immediately known that he was not hearing a human voice, right? Yeah. Yeah, but he couldn't distinguish between the two. Mm -hmm. He couldn't tell them apart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Lord called Samuel and he answered, here am I. And he ran unto Eli. Now, look at the two. Look at it. The Lord called, so first Samuel 3, let's read the scripture. <clears throat> First Samuel 3, verse 4 and 5. You will see that, that the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here am I. Who called Samuel? The Lord. What was Samuel's response? Here am I. Look at the next verse. And he ran unto Eli and said, Here am I. <laughs> For thou callest me. And he said, I called not. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. Do you see it? Yes. Wow. <laughs> wow. But it was Eli, the, 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 his pastor or father in ministry, who helped him to recognize the call of God on his life. You know? You know, Bishop talks about the fact that he says, I have watched many of my church members grow up in the Lord. I have watched God calling them and have seen how many of them did not recognize the call of God on their lives. In fact, some of my best pastors were once allergic to the subject of being called to the ministry. One particular pastor did not want to accept the possibility that the call of God was there. So he developed an allergy to the topic and did not want to discuss it with me at all. He said to me, please, I am allergic to this subject. I don't want to talk about becoming a pastor. I don't want to discuss the idea of becoming a missionary. I am allergic to this subject. Honestly, I felt rebuked and withdrew because of the allergies. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit took over, and today he's a successful pastor in full-time ministry, obeying the call of God on his life. You see, you can be called without even knowing it, just like Samuel. This brother was called but did not even know it. So the call 
is definitely supernatural. The call to a small ministry is still a call. It is still supernatural. It may not be outwardly impressive, but it is still a call. I have not had the experience of thunder, lightning, and heavenly voices calling me to the ministry, but I'm just as called as any other minister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a scripture in 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 11 and 12. Let's read it. 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 11 and 12. And he said, go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. And a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. Next verse. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire, a still, small voice. Hallelujah. Amen. That is called the conviction. Amen. 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 A still, small voice. That is the conviction. Now, if some of you have, have identified that before, but the issues of life have literally drowned it. Do you get it? Mm-hmm have drowned it so that now you feel like that's not your thing. But it's because it has been drowned. Not that God didn't call you, but we haven't pursued it. So God often speaks by this still, small voice. It was the still, small voice of conviction that brought Bishop into the ministry. And um, it is that conviction that you have to follow all the time. So you must be open to the call. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Are you being blessed by God's word? Yeah. Are you enjoying the, the, the whole thing? Yeah. yeah. Very good, very good. So let me just read this and then we will end and we will continue very soon. So, so pastors ought to encourage their members to be open to the call. This will release many more Christians into useful ministry. It is this secret of releasing many people into the ministry that brings about church growth. One man can do very little, but many people can do a great deal. One pastor can probably remember the names of only 150 people in his church. How can one man who does not even we know the names and problems of most of the people in this church effectively pastor thousands of people. This is why we need the help of many shepherds. So Bishop says he's always encouraging everyone to be open to the call to the ministry. In fact, if you ask our congregation whether they are called or not, most of them respond, I believe I am called. The Bible says that many are called and not a few. Samuel stayed in the temple and was able to hear the call of God. Serious Christians who spent time in church being about the ministry are likely to hear the call of God. I also think that Christians who spent, who spent time at clubs, parties, and the like do not hear the voice of God. Even if they are called, they will not be able to hear it because of the other distractions that are in their life hallelujah amen wonderful so so begin to know that the conviction that jesus had on people because his life has come to live inside you that the love of god is shared abroad in our hearts let the reality of that life cause you to see people not as people see them as sacrificed and paid for because if you see them as people, you will judge them for what they do. But if you see them as sacrificed and paid for, there's only one thing left. It's called love. Compassion. Wanting to help and direct them. Of course, that is if they will receive it. But, but the Holy Spirit, when, once he finds a way out, once he, he identifies that the place where I am living, the person is willing to let me out. The rest is done by the Holy Spirit, not by you. Did you hear what I said? Yep. A stubborn, hard-hearted person 
will begin to melt in your face. Not because of how beautiful you are. Not because of how articulate you are. But because the Holy Spirit has identified that you are willing to let him out. Mm. And then he will bring the conviction. Sometimes by not even allowing yourself to be drawn into that person's irritation. That's all. That's all the Holy Spirit needs. Mm -hmm. You have not... Because you're not seeing him and judging him as a person. But you are seeing him as one who has been sacrificed and paid for. The Holy Spirit says, ah, I have a chance here. <laughs> I have a chance here. I have a chance here. And then before you know, that person is experiencing a love which he has never known. Do you get it? Yeah. Yeah, but unfortunately, he, we don't give him that chance often. From today, you will begin to give him the chance. Hallelujah. Amen. From today, you will not see people as people. Amen. You will see Amen. them as, say, I will see people. I will see, I will people, see people. As sacrificed. As sacrificed. And paid for. And paid, paid for. for. By my Lord and Savior. By my, by Lord, my Lord and Savior. Savior. Whose who's I am. Whose I am. Who's I am. And to whom I belong. And, to whom I belong. and who is my life. And who is, who is my life. I will see them the way he sees them. I will see, I will see them, them the way he sees them. So that I can allow the Holy Spirit to take charge. So that I can allow the Holy Spirit to take charge. And love will be the result. And love will be the result. And compassion will be the result. Compassion will be the result. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, my Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you blessed by the reading of God's word? Oh, yes. Okay, let's take our offering quickly.